Welcome to the Mind Money Motion Program, where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I am your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My discussions on this podcast will help you improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook and active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely, or your motion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. Hello, everyone. I'm Marie Burns, and in most of my podcasts, I'm the host and I have a guest that visits with me, but this year I'm also doing a podcast once a month where I am my own guest because I'm, I'm going to share some tips and information from my very first book, The Before Financial Checklist. It's available on Amazon and we're going to take one step a month so that by the end of the year, we'll have completed the book together. So I invite you to follow along with me. You can get the book on Amazon, paperback or ebook available just by searching itty bitty financial checklist or Marie Burns financial checklist, or you can go to my website, mindmoneymotion.com and find it under the resources tab. This is a book that I wrote after helping clients for the past 20 years with the most procrastinated area of financial planning, and that's estate planning. And really estate planning is just getting organized and making sure that your wishes are in writing. And so this is one of those just cut to the chase and tell me what to do kinds of books. It's a purse size book, it fits in your purse. It's bullet points, literally a checklist that you can make notes, check things off. If you read it from cover to cover, it would take you 20 minutes or less. So just trying to nutshell information about how to get organized, it's really designed to be segmented into three sections. The first five steps or so are about getting organized. And then once you're organized, you need to take a look at things a little bit closer and see what homework we have to do into the detail. And lastly, we talk about working with advisors. So overall, I have three books that are checklist books, again, about trying to get financially organized. And the overarching three key messages are that number one, money is just a tool. If we could look at it just like a tool, we we really can help ourselves remove emotion from making financial decisions. And getting financially organized sounds really basic and easy, but there's a lot more to it. And yet it is the foundation for making wise financial decisions in the future. And lastly, Truly, this whole getting financially organized, getting your financial house in order is one of the best gifts you can give to yourself for now, making financial decisions and for your family in the future. So 12 months, 12 steps, and we're going to tackle that old joke about how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. It really helps to take out the overwhelm. So one step a month, one chapter a month, This month, we're on another organized step. It's called I Own, I Owe. It's just all about compiling a list of everything you own and everything you owe. Some people call it an asset list or a net worth statement. 
And ideally, you're going to want to create this and then update it annually. So initially, it will be the most time consuming creating it, but then updating it annually will be so much easier really just updating a number typically. So your goal is to summarize in one place the value of everything you own, but make it itemized. Think of it, I think it's helpful from a benefit standpoint to think of it like your treasure map. It's really a snapshot, a picture of what there is in your financial life. Where you decide to keep this is very much your personal decision. Some folks like to keep it all electronic on a computer. Others might want it printed out or even handwritten. You might keep it in an electronic file, in a paper file, in a hanging file, in a binder. I know some folks will keep it in a sealed envelope so that it's available, but nobody really needs to look at it until they really need to look at it. So whatever format you use, the point is just to get it compiled. And then ideally you're going to want to update it annually. So the, the legwork, the most time consuming is really the upfront steps of compiling the information. And it'll be that much easier and quicker than ongoing going forward. Whatever format you'd like to use uh, is totally up to you. Some folks will just take out a yellow pad and start writing a list. There are certainly resources online. Uh, oftentimes it's called a net worth statement. I know on my website, mindmoneymotion.com under the resources section, there are uh, a couple of options. There's a historical net worth statement that actually lets you look at three years at a time, which is often interesting to see how things change or don't change or grow. Surprisingly, maybe not go backwards sometimes that we, we might assume we use things over time. So there's a historical net worth statement. That's from the folks at the Financial Awareness Foundation. There's actually a whole page from the Financial Awareness Foundation on web, my website because they have so many great resources, similar concept, fill in the blank kinds of checklists to help you get financially organized. So I invite you to check that out. I also have a net worth format that I created and designed myself. Again, this is just from years of, of helping clients and I call it my financial blueprint. It's also on my website under resources and it's an electronic version for you to, if you're like me, sometimes your handwriting is in a hurry and it's a little harder to read. So this fill in the blank, my financial blueprint is really a net worth summary that lets you choose from drop down boxes, type in the information and it does the math for you when you put in the dollars as far as values of different accounts and assets that you have, it tallies it up so that at the bottom it's calculated the totals of your assets minus your liabilities to give you your net worth summary at the end. So feel free to check that out as well. But no matter which format, how you are storing or keeping this information, here's some tips to keep in mind. You wanna be sure that you have your name and some, some of us have nicknames, right? Or shortened versions. So your legal name would be the best to put at the top, your full name and then the date. It's really helpful to update this annually. I don't know that you need to do this more frequently than annually, 
And a lot of times around tax time, when we have all that information out anyway, is a great time to be updating the values. So your name and date at the top, hopefully you're updating that date then annually. And then you have the assets category and the liabilities category. Within the assets, think of that as the I own section. What do you own that's of value? Typically there are subcategories like cash, meaning things that are at the bank, different types of accounts you might have at the bank. Investments is usually referring to non-retirement types of investments. Retirement is another subcategory. Real estate, your home, maybe you own uh, other property or land. And insurance is often another category that has a cash value to it, like a life insurance policy, for example. Then under the liabilities section, you would find the I.O areas. I owe a mortgage, for example, or I owe a vehicle loan, or I have a credit card balance. So those are the two overarching sections that you would want to then subcategorize, itemize the different categories under the assets section and under the liabilities section. And a key recording tip would be for when you are itemizing, let's say under cash, when you have uh, maybe more than one account at the bank, you wanna be sure that you're matching the name of each account you list on your net worth statement with what is also shown on your bank statement in this example. Because we want to be able to remind ourselves and or let our family know at some point down the road, where is this account? Whose name is on this account? and what type of account is it? So if we go back to the bank example, for example, where is it? Maybe it's a US bank joint checking account. I said where it is, whose is it? It's joint and what type of account? It's checking. So another example would be Fidelity Marie traditional IRA. I said, where is it? Whose is it and what? is it compared with, and the reason I said traditional IRA in this example would be if I said Vanguard, Marie's Roth IRA, that would be clear that this is not going to be one of those traditional IRA accounts. It's actually a Roth IRA. So again, as you're itemizing on this net worth statement, try to be identifying those three key things in the naming of each asset. Where is it? Whose is it? And what is it? So the theme really is the more detail you can share, the more helpful it will be for you. And again, think of your family picking up this net worth statement and trying to understand what it is. Savings bonds is another example. Instead of just saying savings bonds, you might want to attach a separate list that you actually can go to savingsbonds.gov. It's a website that lets you itemize the details. There's a section on that website that you can enter in the certificate number, the savings bond certificate number, and it will spell out and you can print it out or save it electronically, the detail of what its current value is, what interest rate it's currently at. So you'll be able to see when it stops earning interest, how much of the value is interest, so again, 
using their current value calculator, you're sharing much more detail than just saying savings bonds. How many are there? What is the value? Are they still earning interest? That type of report at savingsbonds.gov would give all of that additional itemized detail. Same concept if you happen to have a safe deposit box, itemizing the contents of that box and inventory of what's actually in there. Maybe noting where the key is so that again, someone has more detail to assist in the future. So overall, we're trying to think about really the importance in this step two, I own, I owe in my before financial checklist is that you're looking number one to create a net worth statement, an asset list that ideally you want to update annually. Number two, be sure you're listing the detail in that asset list. Where is each account? Whose name is on it? And what type of an account it is? And then thirdly, a list is really no good unless somebody knows that there is a list and or where that list can be found. Whether you tell someone now or you give them a copy of the list or you just let them know where it is when the time comes so that they can access it later. That's that sealed envelope kind of idea that I know families have used where they're not comfortable or interested in sharing too much detail now, but they have the list compiled in a sealed envelope and they've told the necessary family member or members that need to know where that envelope can be found so it can be opened when the time comes. So I encourage you to check out my Mind Money Motion website because I'm trying to provide resources for the do-it-yourselfers that are out there, the ones that want to do it with me, and the ones that want to do it for, have me do it for you, for example. And under the do-it-yourself category on my website, I have several different checklists. Fill in the blank, helps you compile this information, blogs that you can read to learn about different aspects of getting financially organized, other podcasts uh, with lots of other tips on different subject areas under the three categories of mind, money, and motion, or certainly my books. The Do It With Me is really where my workshops come in. I also have an estate planning uh, homework services flyer that's available on my website to see how else you might want me to help you uh, with this type of, of information. Or the Do It For Me is really where you can find a link, again, on my Mind Money Motion website to my financial planning and investment management practice called Focus Point Planning. Your family really will thank you when they're trying to help you down the road or later when they're just trying to follow your wishes. You know, I started this Mind Money Motion, real, really a financial literacy business, several years ago because I've recognized that as a certified financial planner, helping folks with their money life over the past 20 years, the statistics still confirm that money is the number one stressor in our lives. And it's also one of the main reasons for divorce, which is a whole nother stress level in addition. And oftentimes women are uncomfortable with financial decisions or we don't have the time or, or the interest to take care of financial matters, or we just don't know where to begin or 
we, we just want to confirm if we're on track or not. So that's where in order to experience less worry and more life, I'm recognizing that it's really crucial to recognize this interrelationship between our mindset, our money habits, and the blood flow, right? The motion between our, our mind and our body. So each episode of my Mind, Money, Motion podcast, I'm trying to share research, insights, and practical application takeaways to help you either enjoy a positive, engaged mind, which is more likely to lead to a happy life, or learn how to think about and use money as a tool to avoid feeling confused or overwhelmed. And, or thirdly, under the, the motion aspect of the podcast, to help us stay physically active, keep our bodies in motion, which is healthier. And then all of this, of course, the healthier we are, the less costly it is. So you don't have to do this alone. I hope that you let mind, money, motion help you enjoy less worry and more life so you can focus on living what you really value. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to you joining me again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we shared how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this podcast, past episodes, and related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for Less Worry, More Life. I'm Marie Burns. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>